I hear the T is we're talking about bum bums. BBL. Yeah. Brazilian Bartlett. Mm-hmm. That's a global health issue. I've just been so mad if I died during the surgery <laughs> to get a bigger button. Yeah, you don't want any random surgeon walking around and get caught. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Hello, Globies. Welcome to the World Health Investigation Podcast. My name is Jocelyn. I'm Edna. And I'm Loza. We're three young global health professionals and your hosts for the World Health Investigation Podcast. Also known as the WHI, we'll be discussing all things global health and unpacking the most controversial health topics. As well as promoting new wave global health equity and development. Yes. So, ladies, what's the tea in global health today? The tea. Well, see, I hear the tea is we're talking about bum bums. <laughs> I hear we're talking about bum bums today. We're talking about booty. We're talking about BBL. Brazilian Bartlett. Is that a global health issue? Ah, uh, that's why we're here to discuss this. Let's unpack it. Should it be a global health concern? Well. A lot of women are going through it. We've heard some very, 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 very traumatic stories. Tragic stories have been coming out in the past five years. And it's about time we unpack it. Yeah, I don't think people always consider that, you know, a BBL still like a surgery, an actual clinical thing. It's a medical procedure. And you can have a health impact. It's not in and out. Simple, simple. Yep. And that's global people and people that care about everything concerning health this matters too this matters bbl lives matter okay bbl lives matter (laughs) okay so let's start with a little case study okay about a mother of two in the united states of america america 16 died at the age of 46 her name is lillian calixto and she died after a liposuction and butt enhancement surgery, which went wrong. Hmm. Let me find out. After being injected with fat, some of her arteries got clogged and her lungs and heart failed to function. That is rough. Medical examiners reported that she had a heart defect. But it turns out that fat particles had actually entered her bloodstream. It was only until recently that <laughs> this celebrity plastic surgeon in Brazil, who allegedly went by the name Dr. Bumbo, uh-uh. <laughs> making this up. It's just, it does sound like a real story, girl. Look it up, guys. Look it up. Dr. Bumbo. Actually, was charged of murder, y'all. He was oh. charged of murder after a surgery. This surgery didn't go to plan. He did the procedure in his apartment. That's why things didn't go to plan. What the? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> he did this in his apartment and not his clinic. And prosecutors also charged his mother, huh? his little girlfriend, little girlfriend. <laughs> And domestic employee for homicide. I said everyone went to jail. Everybody went to jail because they were doing it with him. Oh. So his name, for a title, I don't know if I pronounced it correctly, 
He was a celebrity with more than 600,000 followers on IG, Instagram, and 44,000 on his Facebook page. Oh my God. So in a statement, they said that he helped with others and he had injected this um, synthetic called polymethyl methacrylate. And it's a synthetic resin, which is also known as an acrylic glass filler into the woman's buttocks. And that was more than the recommended quantity, whilst the Brazilian Surgery Society issued warnings about its use and recommended to use in very small doses and with restrictions. Hmm. There's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot going on here. Uh, wow. <laughs> Number one, the fact that he's Dr. Bombob. I'm sorry, that's, that's a red flag already. <laughs> As in, and then in the apartment, surgery in the apartment, were the mother and the girlfriend assistants in there? Like, what? Like, yeah, they were busy, they were assisting him. Oh, my days. Just playing games with people's lives. Okay. All right. This can't be real. So, it's just one example of many different stories. I'm going to go into other stories a bit later, but we're going to unpack it a bit more. Mm. So, before we unpack this case study, I want to Mm -hmm. ask you, ladies. Would you do a BBL? Hell no. <laughs> and I said, I already have it. Thank you. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's relax now. Why <laughs> not? Okay, before we... Because the people, their value is just to get it. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. And everybody has, you know, a freedom of choice and they can yeah. decide whether they want to do it or not. Obviously, you have your personal reasons, but why would you, as a personal, as you know yourself, why would you not do it? Yeah, there's like multiple reasons. And like, again, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not opposed to people getting BBLs. If you want a BBL, you are free to do it. Go for it. Go for it, you know. Um, But for me, it's number one. I don't like the idea of putting something synthetic like that into my body. Um, There's that There's that level of it. Number two, it's also hearing stories like this, like of Dr. Bamba, where people, if you don't, go to like a really good surgeon and it's like really well paid you can end up like having all these complications later on so there's that fear as well and then number two for me it's just like a level of you know god created me i'm okay with this body i'm happy with it i don't want to modify it yes i have insecurities but you know i've just learned to 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 accept the body that i have now so that's more that's awesome that's beautiful i like that Mine, mine is gonna be a lot simpler than yours. <laughs> mine is, mine is. I would just be so mad if I died during the surgery <laughs> to get a bigger butt. That's my sole reason. Like, I'll just be really angry. Like, I didn't need the surgery to begin with. So if I died, <laughs> if I died for a big butt, like, I would be so mad. So it's like, it's, it's not worth it. That's why. Like, I, that's it for me. Yeah. I just don't see it as like worth the risk. Mm-hmm. That's those are very valid points well me personally I feel like initially I was like, I'd always be like no when I first heard DBL why would I do that that's scary never in my life because I'm young and I'm sorry my skin is still you know very tight and very very you know I'm not Yo, you're very healthy I'm a healthy person why would I inject it Woman. at the same time like I'm not gonna lie at one point in life I really thought like after women give birth, right? Some women actually do it after they've given birth and they want to get back your, you know, want to get back their old bodies. And, you know, right. you had three kids, you have four kids and the stomach is there. Everything is there. You want it to go. So you take 
some fat in your stomach and you put it in your butt. I it actually is, and it's not even synthetic technically. It's just your, you're just guiding the fat somewhere else. Guiding the fat somewhere else. So I mean, that's why I understand why people would want to get it. Um, I think it, it is risky. So we're going to talk about the risks and the concerns and why it should be con- whether it should be considered a global health concern or not, and mm-hmm. why we should actually care. So I'm going to dive into some background information. So BBL is also known as surgical fat transfer. And studies have actually shown that BBLs have the highest death rates amongst all cosmetic surgeries. Mm-hmm. And one in 3,000 women of color from the U.S. die from this surgical procedure. So to so an extent, it is, it is a concern because if many women are going through that and deciding to do it, then mm-hmm. there are some things that we need to unpack here. Yeah. Or in the U.K., the surgical fast transfer can usually cost between £2,000 to £8,000, depending on the procedure you're having and the size and where you want to treat. So there are different independent clinics if you're considering it. Please double check. You know, Triple check. check. Triple check with a registered place which publishes mm-hmm. inspection reports and performance ratings to help people who choose that care. So how does it work? Surgical fat transfer can be carried out under either general anesthetic or local anesthetic. So to break it down, the fat should be injected in the subcutaneous layer, which is the skin, right? And not injected below the muscle. So there are three main stages. Number one, we make small cuts in your skin. And then a thin tube is used to suck out small amounts of fat, which is similar to a liposuction. Yeah. And the cuts are then closed with stitches. Okay. Then you use special equipment, which is used to separate the fat collected from any blood. So any blood or any other fluids. And then these small amounts of fat are injected into the area that is being treated. Right. So it sounds easy, right? Simple. Straightforward. If you tell me, like, what could possibly go wrong? Copy-paste. Not copy-paste, Louisa. <laughs> And then cut paste. Cut paste. Yeah. <laughs> what are the different things that you, based off from what you're hearing, like what do you think could possibly go wrong? The fat does not go where it's supposed to go. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I decides to say, mm, I don't feel like being in the skin. Yeah. Mm. That's the part for me. Also, for me, it's obviously the fat underneath your skin is not always the same like size. It's not like perfectly shaped or whatever. So when we start inserting it and stuff like that, like how much precision is there? Like, okay. Right. I was thinking that. Is it going to be like lumpy? Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. (laughs) I'm not a surgeon. Exactly. Uh, That's that's the problem. What could go wrong? Like if this fat gets injected in the wrong vessel, Mm. large vein, it can cause an embolism. Particularly then if it travels through your heart or your lungs, you die. Just like that, you die. Oh, look at a life of a sick. <laughs> so people can die from it really fast in the middle of the procedure. And then I'm going to show you, give you another, another example. There's another 23-year-old woman from Wales. So you guys think that, oh, these stories only happen abroad, you know, in this UK, we're safe. We don't have to worry about anything. So this woman is from Wales, yeah? Mm-hmm. She's the UK. She got her butt done. 
And although she didn't die, after months of surgery, both appeared in her backside and was leaking. Hey, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Jocelyn? And there's a pause. Oh. Her was leaking. Her boat was leaking. That's right. Was leaking. And she said she couldn't walk properly. It mm. smelled bad and she had to put a bandage on her butt all at the same time. So check out, um, we're going to add this link in the... Yeah. But yeah. Another example. She got this procedure done like in, in Wales. She, I don't know if she got, she got some of it done in Wales and then she had to travel to Turkey. I don't know for what reason. But the point is that she's a woman from here. I'm not going to name the entity where she got it from in Wales, but I just know that she's from Wales and the case, there are even more cases in prestigious surgeons in the US and the UK as well. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. Anybody. Anyway. That's what I've seen. Is the, the surgery itself is actually high risk. Mm. Like even like very qualified surgeons, you can make a mistake. Yeah. So what would if you're if your daughter was to get something like this, what would you tell her? My daughter. Girl. <laughs> if she already got it. Nah, nah, she wants to get it. She, she wants to get it. I think girl is dead. <laughs> Don't do it, girl. <laughs> Don't do it, girl. It's not worth it. Um, depending on her age, first and foremost. Yeah. I think Justin, like you said, for yourself, like, you know, you're still young and stuff like that. I would also recommend, like, you know, number one, if you're still very young, like, your body hasn't even fully finished developing. You could get your natural BBL. You never know, you know. You know, the second puberty, it comes at 25 right here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting. waiting. Yeah, it's coming. Hey, you don't need any more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but um yeah that's a valid thing i think a lot of there's a lot of like girls that get it like at 18 19 and i'm like oh you haven't even given your body a chance and the, the issue is that i see we've seen so many celebrities yeah as i've done my pbl they'll say oh i've done you know these flat tummy teeth all these aesthetic um products mm. so what do you now think that beyond this issue beyond looking at this as oh Surgical fat transfer is wrong. Are there deeper issues that we need to dive into? Mm. Yeah. Um, do you mean dive deeper issues as in like in the person themselves? Yeah. Within. 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 And should we now should we now place the responsibility on influencers, mm. uh, public personalities? Right. On that having that um social similar to how companies have corporate social responsibility, should that be a, I don't know, influencer, influencer social responsibility? Mm, I like that. More and more people accountable for the stuff that they advertise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that because I think, like, in the early Kim, like, uh, Keeping Up With The Kardashian episodes, you know, there was always this whole thing of, like, oh, my God, is Kim's butt real? Is it real? Yeah, and she did this whole thing with the X-ray. The X-ray. Like, look, it's all me. It's all real and stuff like that. Now, I don't know what Kim Kardashian has gotten done. You know, this is all alleged. <laughs> in a case like that, yes, if someone with a BBO were to go and get an X-ray, 
it will look like just like the fat. You won't be able to see implants there. So it will be like, yeah, yeah. this is this is all me and it's my fat and stuff like that. So you can make that claim. But it's, again, still perhaps unrealistic. You know, it sets an unrealistic expectation for people, especially young people. If you think about celebrities and influencers, they're also people with a lot of money and they can afford to usually get like the better surgeons. The best. Right. Like, Loza, you said the surgery is still very high risk, but you know, it helps to have someone who's like very experienced and oh, you really have to pay a bit more coin to get that. And yeah, I don't have the coin. I don't know. I think the average person has the coin. The average person has the coin to maybe go to Turkey and come back. Like, yeah, like video tourism. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes me think of of the influence on social media on young women and mm-hmm. how also as global health citizens and globies and we need we need to put that in put that in mind when we're trying to tackle gender equality, we're trying to tackle different different issues mm-hmm. with the global health space. We've seen that if a lot of women of color are deciding to go through that procedure, that means there's a fundamental issue in the beauty standards that we currently right. have today. People commenting on women's bodies. 100%. People having unrealistic expectations. The media having unrealistic expectations on women. Before, it was everybody have a tie gap. Everybody tried to be skinny. Everybody they keep changing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But how long can we keep up for? Yeah. Right. And at what cost? At what cost? I know, yeah. No, that reminds me of like what I read. Where with the rise of BBLs, there's also a rise of body dysmorphic disorders. And so a lot of people actually seeking these surgeries are suffering from it. And um, what I saw was in Australia, at least the board of the cosmetic surgery um, is advising doctors not to practice or like not to do BBLs on women before assessing their kind of mental state. And so if they, if they assess and see that they do have, like body dysmorphic disorder, maybe provide them with like the care for that instead of directly going to the BBL. Because what happens is even after you get the BBL, you're not happy. Like it's kind of mental and you're just going to like want more and more and more at the cost of your health. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if they've like um, passed it yet, but that is like what the recommendation was from what I've read. So another one and another one, yeah. another one. Get another your one. And then you want your butt, then you want your boobs, and then you want your, yeah. then you feel yeah. like, you feel for him. You see, like there's TV shows where they kind of like make it and sen- like sensationalize it of like mm-hmm. these women that are like obsessed with booktops, whatever. And it's kind of making fun of the women, but really and truly it's like a mental health issue where what you see is not matching up with what your body actually looks like. And so you want more and more and more. Yeah. And it's not tackling the real problem. Yeah. I, yeah, I've seen like quite a number of YouTube videos. Like, have we seen like a recent rise now of like women who like I don't know if you guys see them when they're like, okay, my like BBL journey. They'll show themselves right. before and then they'll say like, now here's my BBL. And a lot of them sometimes they're disappointed. They're like, this is it's not lifted. It's not what I wanted. Da 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 da. da. And then it's like, okay, now I've already started this journey. Do I now go back again? Like you guys are saying, need to tweak it a bit more. So you just you almost yeah. start a cycle, or you decide to just stop and. Your butt now, like what you even want. That's yeah. a very good point, Edna. Now, on that note, do you think that there should be more and more people sharing this? Similar to the Me Too movement, mm. there should be more and more people sharing their stories, their video stories, good and bad. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I think the honesty is important. And I think we see it a bit more now. Like a couple of years ago, I didn't know BBLs were dangerous like that. I thought, oh, easy. It's easy fix. But I think with, yeah, I think... 
I think there's sort of some responsibility of people if they're going to advertise their body to also share the real, like the real experience. So people don't have a false kind of idea of it. 100%. 100%. And then now, aside from sharing your experiences and going around, telling different people about what to, what do you think, what about surgical procedures for men? Mm. Hmm. Do you think that, Elaborate. think that men go through similar um, body dysmorphia issues and in that case, should we also, should there be surgical procedures for men as well, like videos for men, if they do? <laughs> Allegedly. Men can get BBLs. There's some men that have got BBLs. Come on now. But, um, <laughs> no, please, we're trying to make... <laughs> well, I mean, number one, yes, um, there are cosmetic surgeries for men, and many men yeah. get, like, the cosmetic surgeries, and they do face as well, like, body dysmorphia. It's probably very silenced in men. I yeah. Um, that point, yeah. yeah. They're like, you're fine. But yeah, in terms of cosmetic surgeries for men, I think the ones that they get, a lot of them get their jaws done, right? Oh, yeah. A lot of them, like, implant, like, um, muscle. muscle. Yeah, I've seen the muscles, okay. like, um, what is it, the abs? The abs. So, yeah, they um, I'm not sure how dangerous. Yeah, I mean, steroids, it's not a BBL, but steroids are... Right, like, from the pressure of, you have to be... Yeah. So they face a different kind of, like, ideal body standard. Um, yeah, but yeah. I think Jocelyn to your earlier point it's not the same as the one that women face and I actually do have a question for you guys around like mm. let's say women of color for example do you think there is already that pressure for us to be like very curvy and yeah. then not curvy and you're seeing some of these like maybe now like white girls Asian girls who are getting their BBLs and then you're there thinking like well surely I can't wait <laughs> you're like where's my I'm not feeling my African curves enough exactly it's true like I mean it's a comment that's always made like black women meant to have things going on if you don't it's like what's wrong with you mm. and I've seen it like I don't know if you also like where people were dragging scissor because there all these people in the comments were like yeah her butt isn't big enough like what is this she's all thighs and I'm like guys <laughs> guys like I said like what are we meant to do and it's like <laughs> if you, you and it's also like if you do get your body done oh she got her body done yeah yeah, yeah exactly if you don't do it Oh, there she goes. She doesn't have boobs. She doesn't have an ass. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, yeah, you win. can't win. Because let us not forget the fact that, like, for a long time, the big, you know, our black women, the voluptuous bodies, were the frowned upon. Absolutely. <laughs> you have a big butt, you better hide it. Exactly. It was seen as a bad thing, but now suddenly it's, like, trendy. Um, but bear in mind that once upon a time, we were artifacts. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Tell them. Okay, yeah. Once upon a time, the black woman was an artifact in the eyes of colonizers. Yeah, yeah. yeah for the body. No, that I don't know that picture. I don't know that picture. What was her name? Sarah, Sarah Barton. Yeah. Yes. I believe that one. We can check. Let me uh, let me fact check myself. Well, yeah, Sarah Barton, where she was literally put in a museum because she had a big butt, and they were like, "Whoa, this is strange." So it's not a recent, like it's a recent problem that people are going, people just have the opportunity to change it now, but it, it, uh, it, it makes me think, um, what about, what do you think about um, 
let's say women that are not of color, let's say different, different women, not non-black women, mm-hmm. getting their BBL and then let's say looking more, having more and more black features and then being praised for it. Or like black or being praised for it. Praise for it and being compared to black women. Oh, you have uh, your curvy. You said, like black women, you have nothing going on for you now. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. But I feel like this has been a thing for a long time where it's like, eh, like everyone loves like the non-black women who have like black features like certain pedestal you know i think that has been going on for a long time and now with the bbls everyone is now much more like accepting of the fact that like yeah even like white girls can do it even we can all you know get that body now um so for me I would say, yeah, fine. Everyone can get your BBL if you want a BBL. But I'm mm. just saying you cannot at the same time be like shaming black women for the bodies that they naturally have. Mm-hmm. And I think right now it's sort of like accepted. But my fear is that what about when the BBL stop being trendy? What will happen right. then? Not only to like women who had the pressure, but also mm-hmm. even other people who got the, 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 the procedure. Like long term, do we really know what's going to happen to your body? Yeah, it's quite new. Yeah, that was literally what I was thinking about. We don't know, we don't have enough examples of people at the age of 60, mm. 70 with their butt enhancement surgery, yeah, or butt right. lift surgery. So it's a bit risky. And there are many possible complications, I didn't even go through them. The possible complications, yeah. bleeding, pain, poor healing, fat necrosis, deep vein thrombosis cardiac complications, pulmonary complications, accumulation of fluid, an asymmetry of your butt, numbness, scarring, skin loss, and even death. Even death. Okay. So it covers everything. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, ultimately, it's not that I'm against cosmetic surgeries. I'm not, but uh, it's like, what is pushing people to do it and take the risk is, I think, the root of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. More than that as a problem itself, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. There is the issue of like, yes, obviously we would try our best to have medical standards for cosmetic surgeries, like any surgery, you know, you shouldn't be doing in your apartment. Um, but yeah, those are like, you also need to look at like, where is this arising from like in the society? Like why are people feeling so pushed to even take such huge risks and being able to accept that? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it in the back of a salon. I'll do it in someone's apartment. Yeah. Like yeah. come to that decision. What kind of pressures are you facing? Exactly. It's a lot if you're from the uk or you're from a very very different country you tend to travel all the way to turkey mm-hmm. they are going to take all those risks put all that financial investment that means that really it really does mean a lot to there's you there's a pressure with that pressure and also with recovery it can take up to six months for a surgical fat to fully take effect as some of it may eventually be reabsorbed by your body during the first yeah. month after the procedure. What about that? So now, okay, now maybe in this COVID pandemic, everyone's working from home, you can almost get away with it. But like, would you be able to afford six months of recovery if you had to be going into work every day? Like, and you're in pain. Always think about that. Celebrities can afford maybe to, you know, be out to relax for six months, but can everyone? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. No. Oh, yeah, there's a lot to consider. 
Okay, so we're gonna go into before we go into recommendations now. Do you what do you think? Um, governments, politicians, do you think they should be concerned about this? What can they do about an issue like this? Hmm. That's a good question. I think it starts... Yeah, go on. Yeah, I think it starts, like, with what we're discussing right now, like, some regulation is needed, I think. Um, Mm. Obviously, people can go off to Turkey, and it's not my government's responsible what the Turkey government is doing, but we do need to encourage, like, people to have at least some international standards or something that we say, like, for these... It's a medical procedure. We should at least have some, like, standards across the world, I think. Mm -hmm. That's start yeah yeah and i think the example i mentioned of like in australia where the government urges like doctors to assess patients mental health beforehand Mm -hmm. that can help as well kind of reduce people that are gonna take a risk yeah yeah that 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 would be a great very very great policy guideline making sure that everyone has that mental health check before going in Mm -hmm. i mean it's going to be a life change, essentially. So, <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, like you're changing your body. Yeah, you don't want any random surgeon walking around in your butt. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> oh, <no way. laughs> it's true. It's true. So on that note, um, oh, yeah. we have, for our fellow Globies, our Globies, Male, female, globies, do you have any piece of advice, solutions, possible recommendations for anyone that is thinking about doing this uh, surgical fat transfer procedure? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to sound like a broken clock because I'm going to say this every week, but do your research. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this for everything, for every week, please. Yeah. Um, do your research. Don't take, you know, um, like seek different doctors, like medical advice, mm. um, compare, sur- like if you really want to do it, compare surgeons, um, choose one that you're comfortable with. Um, but really also look within, you know, really see why do you want this and will you be happy once you get the procedure done? Um, look at other people's stories, look at how their recovery went, make sure that you've set time for yourself to recover. Um, please do not, do not go into someone's apartment um, <laughs> and get their procedure done. <laughs> like, it's not worth it. You know, don't take a cheap route, especially because with your body and with your life, don't, mm-hmm. don't cheap out on it. Like, if you don't have the money, it's not worth it. Like, let's just, let's go running, let's do some squats. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Exercise is not that important. Yeah. <laughs> It's not, but yeah, that's that's what I would say. What about you, Edna? Any burning conversations? Yeah, no, I completely agree with everything Loza said. Definitely, like, have you thought about, have you exhausted all options before you start, right. you know, considering the surgical route? Have you tried doing the squats and the deadlifts? It's it's hard work, but it's, you know, it, you know, it, it's it can help. It's better for your health. It has so much. Any benefits as well, mentally. Yeah, outside of just a big body, you know. You know, skin wax, and you get a nice butt, and your health. It gives you some endorphins, <laughs> get stronger. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Definitely, yes, do your research. Look into who's actually doing your, your surgery. Because keep in mind, uh, the cosmetic surgeons, like let's say allegedly Dr. Bum Bum, it's like they have an interest in obviously charging you and making money out of this. So they may Absolutely. not always give you the whole reality of what this means. 
which is why it's even more important for you to do your research mm-hmm. know what the side effects are know what long term this may mean for you and like really consider that definitely do the self check now i'm not necessarily saying um you know governments should be able to police you when they say no you are not yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not well <laughs> BBL, but i think yeah. it would be very important for you to be able to do that for yourself yeah. Um, yeah. So that that would be my advice. Pretty much what loses it. <laughs> yeah, and I think even more specifically, I'm gonna go into that research bit again, just so that mm-hmm. our goblies know how to do their research. Right. When you're doing that right. research, double check what training your surgeon has in specific fat grafting techniques. That is very important. And if you're in the United Kingdom, if they're on the GMC, the the GMC specialist register, double check that for plastic surgery specifically, not just a general surgeon. And then check how many operations they've performed, mm. whether they have been complications with those operations, mm-hmm. as well as their own patient satisfaction rates, because obviously word of mouth is amazing. And then if you must get it, avoid fillers and choose your right. surgeon wisely. If you don't choose wisely, you could end up looking way worse than before or even die. Oh, Jesus. Or a leaky butt. A leaky butt. I'm trying so hard. Let's give it a try. make it easy. If you've had a BBL and it's gone great for you, amazing. We love to see it. As long as your mental state is on check and right. it's good, that's great. We're not here to discourage anybody that has done it or that wants to do it. Mm-hmm. All we're saying is understand the pros and cons before you get into something that could potentially potentially destroy or change your whole life. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I think on that note, we can conclude right here. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Let's conclude. So thank you very much for listening to the World Health Investigation Podcast. I'm Jocelyn. I'm Edna. And I'm Loza. And we are three young global health professionals and your hosts of the World Health Investigation Podcast. Thank you and see you next week. See you next week. Bye, y'all.